Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. Hey guys, what's going on? Fahim Mujahid here. Thank you for tuning in once again. So listen, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of type or dive into what we're going to be discussing today. Today's conversation or today's upload is all about how to shift your focus from being outcome driven to transition into being performance driven. Now, I know a lot of times, a lot of times, whether it's setting goals or whether it's performance or actually being in the performance of in and of itself, we feel as if we have to have the outcome already, um, not only somewhat set aside or already laid out in, in front of us, but the outcome itself has to be the motivating factor behind why we're moving in the first place. Any athlete, whether high school, elementary, to professional, to collegiate, will tell you that we all desire for the outcome to be that of a, obviously we all want to win, right? No one's going into any performance or any game thinking that their desire to, to have a different outcome other than winning. But what I what I think is also an important part for us to be able to wrestle on or at least land on today is that depending on how your mindset or depending on where your mindset is on the spectrum or on the range between um on, on the pendulum between outcome-based, performance-based could actually dictate how you perform in that space. And we'll be able to kind of reverse engineer that a little bit. But but today actually marks a, a really powerful, um, amazing um, episode because this is the official first episode after making my recent announcement. I recently signed on to become the mental and conditioning coach for a professional soccer team here in Miami called Inner Miami. Now, what's exciting, round of applause, what's excited about this opportunity or what inspires me the most about this opportunity is one word, legacy, right? So up until this point, I've been blessed to um, have been able to go through different elements of coaching with professional athletes, CEOs, you name it. But I, up until this point, I've always been looking for uh, a, a place from which I can actually implement a lot of the tools and, and information and resources and experiences throughout my 16 years of being in this performance-based business. And then it's been in the last eight to nine years really focusing a lot on psychology, sports psychology, mental conditioning to be able to give uh, free range, not free range, obviously you have people that you want to make sure that you um, accomplish certain objectives when you, whenever you're doing anything as far as, as especially as it represents an entire infrastructure not just one specific athlete but free range from the standpoint that you get the creative control over what you want this program to look like and how it's going to be applied to the players that you're working with so obviously you have to get a tremendous amount of love support and buy-in from ownership to the coaching staff to everyone that 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 works beyond you know behind the scenes um, to the players to the captains of the teams. So I've been blessed to be in this position. And it's some really exciting um, for obviously the obvious reasons, right? You're 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 being blessed with this opportunity to work with a homegrown professional sports team here in the in, in, in the area that you reside. You're it's exciting because you get a chance to not only 
be a part of something that's legacy defining, right? You're not joining something that's already been established. This is actually its inaugural season. So this is the first season that they're actually um, that they're actually starting. So you're a part of developing the culture or developing the foundation for what's to come. So whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, the way I see it is that it'll always be an exciting opportunity that I can look back on and my children can look back on and be excited about something that their father partaked in. So it's an exciting, it's exciting for, for that obvious reason. But another reason why it's really, really exciting for me is because, you know, if you follow my work for some time now, then what you understand and what you probably are aware of is that I can carry the conversation and hopefully the content in a variety of different ways. I feel blessed to have been given uh, a purpose to really pour into human development and in different in different realms and walks um, as a in a performance space as a strength coach and a master trainer, a yoga instructor, um, in a mind space, right? So as a mental conditioning coach, as a meditation teacher, right? So there's different there's different lanes and evolutions of my of my point or my process to being where I, where I am now, right? We all go on our own journey on our own point of evolution. But with that being said, I feel like a lot of times the conversations or where I can pour into, whether it be speaking opportunities, whether it be the brief life events, whether it just be me in general, is that there's, there's a variety of different tentacles and different directions that I can go, which, although it's a very powerful place and a very humbling and blessed place to be able to offer some sense of power and purpose um, to use my voice in a variety of different ways. I love that stepping into this opportunity is helping me in a lot of ways control, not so much control, but streamline a lot of the content and what I want to share with you guys. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to still walk along the lines of spirituality or meditation or or movement or even plant-based nutrition, but it's all gonna be given through the context or through the lens of psychology, sports performance psychology, and mental conditioning. And not just so not just as it relates to professional athletes, but how a lot of these a lot of these tools and resources and information can be applied to your day-to-day life. I think that's the powerful thing. Um, about, again, about working with people um, in a professional sport. I, I always say, or I heard it said once that professional sports is the ultimate EBITDA-based business, which I completely agree, right? It's, you, you, you have a small window of opportunity to really increase your value and, and to find ways to tap into the upper echelon of performance, that 3%, that 5%, you have a very limited window. And if you don't do the job, then chances are there's millions of other players that would die for that opportunity. So how do you continue to impart um, and to pour into different aspects of what it means to be the complete athlete, mind being one of them? How do you carry on the conversation and to create enough value, not only for a, uh, an organization like Inter Miami, but for the athlete in and of itself to see how it can benefit their overall game? Right. I think athletes being you know a collegiate athlete myself a former collegiate athlete myself i think there's always this understanding about if you're working with a psychologist or a sports psychologist or someone in the space of mental conditioning that there's something wrong there has to be some kind of sickness or there has to be some kind of blockage that you're having in your performance we always see it as something that's treating um, a cause or treating something that once it presents itself then you meet with and then you go into the clinical setting or to the office and then you're doing a lot of this work 
But up until I started really becoming really impassionate about it, a lot of people doing this work from um, a different lens or a different approach wasn't necessarily on my radar. It was still very much a part of the, okay, if if you're sick or if this needs to be addressed, then you go X, Y, and Z. It wasn't something that was consistently being applied for helping athletes do simple better. So I created or I felt like being able to create a voice in this lane would create not only give me a very powerful place to stand and to clarify my message in and of itself, but it was a powerful way of kind of mirroring and and kind of colliding all the different passions that I had and all the different elements of past experiences and losses and challenges up until this point. And it was something that, again, although I envisioned, I didn't necessarily see coming into act coming into fruition until recently so i'm excited to 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 start this journey but more i'm extremely excited because of how it's going to help create a lens for me to project or to present this information in a very concise way to help you guys who if you're all for those of you who are following me who are drawing inspiration or or insight from anything that i share it'll help you at home be able to follow along and then also be able to kind of compartmentalize a lot of what i'm sharing all right. So with that all with, with that all being said, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to kind of get back into the routine of uploads here on the podcast. Um, this process to creating this opportunity has been about a month and a half process, and it's really taken a lot of my intention and, and, and effort and energy um, to really put into making sure that I'm putting the best foot forward in that space. And um, as a result, um, a lot of the other areas that I really felt called to pour a lot of purpose and intention into uh, kind of had to take the back seat. So this is this being one of them, this podcast, this expression, this way of connecting was one of of the uh, was one of the things that I knew that I had to surrender to for at least a time period. So now I'm excited to pour back in. I'm ex- I'm excited to um, create a lens between a lot of the coaching that I'm going to be doing for Inner Miami, but also using the tools in my private coaching clients to continue to impart and to hopefully share something that you can start using and applying in your life. So, the purpose for today's conversation or today's upload is how to take or why is it important to shift athletes or shift people in general from being an outcome outcome focused um, to performance focused, right? You know, I think it's there's 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 no there's no secret to it, right? Every time you lace up or you perform or you compete, you want to win. And I think a lot of times, what what we fail to understand or what we what we what we assume is that if we don't have that driving focus to focus solely on that outcome, then at some point or some way or somehow, um, the effort's not going to be there, the intensity's not going to be there. We almost it's almost as if by taking our eyes out or taking our our gazes away from the outcome, we felt as if we feel as if some way we're not going to be driven to that same outcome, and that's false. And I also think too from conversations that I have or that I've had, and that a lot of times we feel like the 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 best way that we can perform at a higher level is that is if we're keeping the outcome in mind. And I have information that 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 debates that. And what I want us to understand is that I think one of the things one of the things I could connect to is that I've always had an outcome based vision, especially when I was playing ball. Right. You want to win. You want to feel like no one can stop you. There's nothing anyone can do to prevent you from this outcome. 
But what happens is if the objective is to be present and to play as freely as possible and not allowing a lot of those judgment thoughts or not allowing a lot of those stress thoughts to encode into the performance itself and for you to be able to have the ability to be able to slow down and focus on the things that you can control and not playing outside of yourself, it's much easier to do that from the context or from the lens of being able to focus solely on the performance aspect of what you're doing. When you go into any game, focus on the outcome. What ends up happening is that anything that shows up, whether it be a poor call by a referee, whether it be a cheap shot, whether it be um, a slip in footing when you're trying to win a header or when you're trying to make a fast break or when you're trying to catch a ball downfield, anything that's completely driven towards outcome, if there's anything that shows up when those mistakes shows up, when those brain laps shows up, what happens is it becomes very, very, very challenging for you to get beyond that point and reset, especially in this space of competing at a high level. So you see it all the time, right? You see players go into games and they say, okay, well, I'm going to win every rebound or I'm going to hit every three or I'm not going to give up any layups. And then the first thing that happens when, when one of those situations present themselves, because it's something that they can only influence, there's other influencing factors that contribute to that outcome. As soon as something that's on that sheet for what they want to target or what they want to accomplish happens to work in conflict with what they set out to achieve, then they get then it's easy for you to get into your head about it. It's easy for you to operate from that place of now you're playing tight, now you're being stressed, now you're playing to not make a mistake as opposed to playing from a place of being free enough to be present enough to really pour everything you can into the performance of what you're doing, into the controllables. So, you know, one of the things that I like to say or, or I like to kind of take my, my my athletes on a journey of is being able to get clear about the things that you can control, influence, as well as not control at all. So there's a certain exam, there's a certain exercise I, that I take a lot of the athletes through where you're writing a list of different things, right? And on a list of different things, you could you could have it relate to your personal life. You can have it relate to that to the work that you do in, in your profession. You can have it relate to your relationships. Um, but if you're when you're working in 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 relations to uh, uh, a professional athlete, you want to see if you can um, lean it more towards the context of what they're going to be faced with on a daily on a day-to-day basis in their specific sport right so they're a baseball player football player soccer player no matter what sport they play you want to kind of you you want to make sure that the exercise is using language and 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 characteristic of the performance or characteristics of the demand of that athlete so let's say for soccer, for example, on this exercise, you have about 10 to 15 items on this list and you go through and you list them. And the objective is for this athlete, for the soccer player to go through this list and figure out and put a circle around the things that you can control, a star next to the things that you can only influence and the X through the things that you can not control whatsoever. And what you're, what's always surprising is that our minds goes to, constantly goes to a place of feeling as if nine times more than 10, a lot of the things that we can only influence, we have the belief that we can control them. And then I can hear some people, some people say, well, what's wrong with feeling as if we can control certain things that we can only influence? Well, the the challenge that you run into is what I said on the onset, is that because you can only influence what happens when other things that are influencing factors of that control outcome impact it being the desired control outcome, you get into your head about it. 
And once you go down that rabbit hole, it's hard for you to perform present, but also stay focused on controlling what you can actually control. And then you begin to kind of spiral out of control. So if we can get you clear, if we can become extremely clear with making sure that that a certain athlete or that you in your life are clearly identified with the things that you know you can control and surrender to the things from a certain place, surrender to a certain level of awareness of the things that you can only influence, and then obviously surrender completely to the things that you can't control, then it gives you a realistic expectation of what you can bring into that performance. Right. So case in point, I had an athlete that said, well, I can control whether or not I score a goal. And in, in saying it, even as even if as I'm saying it to you right now, you're like, OK, well, yeah, that makes sense. He can control whether he can score a goal. But in, in reality, he can't. In reality, he can influence whether or not he can score a goal. Like if you really think about it. Right. So I remember from the list, it was score goal and it was win a header. So a header is when two athletes or two soccer players are jumping for the ball and which one hits it first. On his list, he said, I can control winning a header and I can control scoring goal. And what I wanted to challenge him on was seeing the wisdom behind that beat, those two being things that you could only influence and not necessarily control. And I, more than just him coming to a term of understanding, I wanted him to understand the power that if he could come to that awareness that it would allow him to play that power, it would allow him to then play from. So the challenge that I gave him was, okay, well, if you feel as if you can, scoring a goal is something that you can control, winning a header is something that you can control, then let's explore three ways or three things that can influence or impact that controlled outcome that have nothing to do with you. Since as it stands now, you feel as if this is something you can control. Let's see if we can connect, at least from from just being logical about it, two or three things that can impact that outcome that are outside of your control. Right. So I think the first thing we said was um, the goalie is just playing out of his mind that game. Right. He's blocking everything, everything that comes across his plate, even some of the most killer shots that you give. The goalie is just playing outside itself. Right. The second thing. Um, on a way to clear a clear shot, wide open net, you slip and you lose your footing and then you 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 kick it and it swipes right, right, right? The third thing we said is you score a wide open goal and the referee takes a penalty away or takes the ball away because he feels as if you're offside, offsides, although you weren't. So those are just, now again, I'm just, just as word bobbing, but those are three things that can determine or can impede upon or can impact the outcome that are outside of the player's control. So if you can surrender to the thought or surrender to the logic that scoring a goal is something that you can influence only, then if and when those situations arise, you're not going to get easy, you're not going to easily kind of fall back into or fall into that defeatist mindset. Because where you're where you set out on the outcome of scoring every goal, what happens when you kick it wide right, whether you slip or not? What happens when you score and in in, or if you think you score and a ref takes the point away from you? Right. What happens when you get a really a really good look on 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 the goal and you get a really good hit, but the goal is just playing outside of his mind. What happens then? You go into that defeatist mindset. You go into that that stress mindset because again, you're putting so much weight and responsibility on the outcome, not on the presence of being in the performance of what you're doing. So if I can get you to see, or if I can if I can get the athlete to acknowledge different areas of what or how things can 
other things outside of his control can influence the outcome, then it makes it easier for us to now change the conversation around what it means to be present in the performance of what we can control. Does that make any sense? And then you can kind of do that for winning a header, right? He said like, all right, well, someone, I think one thing that you can't control, again, you could slip. The second thing, someone could foul you, pull on your jersey. So then by pulling on your jersey, they get higher than you do. Um, you can misread the ball in the air. So these are all things that can influence your controlled outcome. So that was a part of his homework. And I always like to live, I always like to leave athletes or leave any of my clients on a high as opposed to a low, especially when you're dealing with um, all about mental rehearsing, right? So I don't want you to end on things that are outside of your control. I'd rather you focus more so or close out on things that you can do to better influence yourself in those positions. So then the second part of the homework is now that we can agree or we we're aware that there's elements that could factor into influencing that outcome that are outside of your control. Now let's now let's hone in on the things that you can do to to better influence the outcome that you desire. So then so then he and I kind of explore what that would look like. Right. So I can be more explosive. I can be um, I could be detailed focus on what I'm doing in my positioning and my ball play. I could um, really be aware of where I'm at in the field all the time. Um, I can. Um, right. So we went through a long list of things that he can do to influence a better outcome or his desired outcome. So. The reason why I wanted to kind of use this as a window for us to kind of start this journey, this um, this podcast 2.0 experience is because I think that there's an opportunity for us to all look in our lives and seeing, okay, what things or are we operating from the place of controlling or are we operating from the place of focusing on the presence of being and doing exactly what we can control and do? Are we operating from the place of doing or being? Plain and simple, because I think that, you know, a lot of times we get so driven towards goals and so driven towards outcome. I'm, I'm again, this isn't the, the kettle calling the pot black. I fall for that every single time. I understand that's a part of my um, that's a part of my mental rehearsal that I got to I, I have to kind of deconstruct and create it, create space where I can kind of change my relationship to it. This whole needing goals and 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 fixating solely on that that I lose sight on who I'm becoming in the process of accomplishing that goal. And I think whether you're a professional athlete or whether you're someone that's just trying to put the pieces together and live an inspired life, it's more important that we start having conversation about how we can live every second and be aware of who we're becoming in the process of accomplishing that game winning header or goal or what we're accomplishing in the game of life. Who are becoming in the process because I think that's the that's the reward at the end of it all and I think it also applies to, pro, to professional sports I think if you can get an athlete to continuously operate from the place of being continue to operate from a place of let me not fixate or let me not let my mind go to all these other elements of things that I feel as if can control this outcome let me instead focus on what I can control be present in what I'm doing then that without question impacts the performance of the athlete. So anyway, there we go. All right, guys, breathe Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Jahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on your favorite platform.